From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for October 23rd, 2022. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be. It is indeed Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night show where my co-host and I will go through and break down what happened over the past weekend. It's been a crazy, crazy weekend. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Tempe, Arizona. And uh, it's a balmy 77. It was 77 today. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York, where I'm sure it's uh, probably 75, 80 degrees at that palatial estate that he's in. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> no? No, it's no. not? No. Oh, okay. It was, it was, listen, it wasn't cold. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Low 60s, but very wet, very dreary. Not cold, though. Okay. So. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Um, what what was cold, Paul, was the uh, the ice surface at the new Mullet Arena. For the second week in a row, I was able to spend uh, Friday and Saturday nights there watching Arizona State hockey. This right. one was even more special, as you would guess, for us, especially for me, with Colorado College well, being in town yeah. and a great well, matchup. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it, definitely. Listen, it was it was a very interesting weekend all over the place. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Sure. <laughs> I want to tell you though. Uh, Tuesday, I went to the uh, regular media availability for uh, Coach Powers, and um, you right. know, talked to select players and things like that. And I had right. Ty Murchison and Coach Powers, and um, they were dialed in. Paul Tuesday, they were ready. They were getting ready. Uh, Coach Powers kept using the line. I wanted the guys to to feel that pain from losing. Uh, Saturday night and not completing a sweep on home ice and feel the pain of, of what we did to our fans. And I, I thought that might have been a little bit melodramatic uh, on Tuesday, 
but he repeated it again on Saturday when they completed the sweep. And he goes, you know, Saturday night is for our guys to celebrate. And how do you celebrate on Saturday night? You celebrate with a sweep, not with a split, but with a sweep. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the formula is the formula, right? Win at home, split on the road. They weren't on the road this weekend. No, and, and they had a very good Colorado College team. But as you brought up to me today, um, maybe Colorado College was just a little bit wore down. They went to uh, the Far East Coast um, last weekend. They came back. Right. Uh, and that last week, by the way, was their end of block two. So they were, you know, finishing up finals and things like that. Um, right. That all ended on Wednesday. And then they boarded a plane Wednesday night and flew out to almost the West Coast here in uh, in Arizona. Right. And, um, you know, maybe... Well, Maybe it kind of caught up with them. Well, let's 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 get a little bit more finer on the details because you actually added some details to this that that, that I didn't have. All right, the, getting to upstate New York where St. Lawrence is is not an easy trip, let alone as you get ready for final exams. Okay, um, you know it's not Buffalo. It wasn't Syracuse. Uh, I assume they flew into Syracuse and went from there, but still not an easy trip. And unless they were chartering, it will probably they don't the charter. Tough, I was they told. don't charter, right? Okay, so well, I'm just saying, unless they were, yeah, right? I get it. So I get it. So what they probably left let the to go to St. Lawrence probably the Wednesday before, okay. and you're going up there. And you didn't play badly. You just didn't win. Yeah, and I think another thing, if you want details, another thing to complicate that trip was i would never been to Canton or Appleton Arena, but Coach right. uh, Mayout was telling me that the uh, center ice area, the neutral zone, if you will, is much different than a lot of ice sheets. It's much smaller, and it takes an little... adjustment period. The building is old. Uh, he didn't want to say anything bad about the building. He just said... It's traditional and it's old, a lot like Matthews and a lot like Yost, um, uh, other iconic college hockey rinks. But it, nonetheless, Paul, it's an adjustment. Right. Well, so now if you're just so people, are, if you fly, I just looking at the map, you either flew into Buffalo or you flew into Syracuse. Um, Syracuse is closer, but that's still a two-hour bus ride after the plane ride. Okay, so now you're talking about that. You're talking about getting ready for finals. You're talking about playing those two games up there in like a Boston Gardens type of physical space. And like I said, I don't think they played badly. I think their special teams were not good. We, 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 we discussed that with the coach. Or at least you did. Okay. Well, let me tell you, they, Thursday they, they practiced at Mullet, and there was an awful lot of attention to detail, an awful lot of getting in front of the goaltenders, an awful lot of moving the puck on the power play and selecting right. the right shot opportunity. And believe me, uh, Coach Mayout let them know if they did not take the right shot that was available. Right. And so then you throw in the fact that, like I said, they're getting ready for finals. And they fly all the way back. And you said they didn't come back till Sunday. I don't think they came back till Monday. Well, that's even worse. 
Okay, so they come back on Monday. All right. They, they're, they, they're they may home. or may not have gotten a practice Tuesday because right. the, the final wrapped up on Wednesday. The block right, so, ended so, on Wednesday. Right. So then they had they, to turn around. They did right. practice Wednesday, and then right. you're correct. They, they did save a little bit of effort and time because they did fly directly out of Colorado Springs on Wednesday night. Right, but well, I know for a fact that they didn't arrive here till like uh, 930, 10 o'clock at night, uh, Arizona time on Wednesday right. night. Right. So there's that. Then on Thursday they had they practiced, and they all went out and had a big giant dinner and get Robeson, together at, at at the Robesons. Okay, so they probably once again not on their normal schedule. Not even close. Not even close. And then you come in on Friday. Um, get a morning skate. You get a morning skate. You, you get beat. You. you you know, you, 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 you fought you fought hard, you got back into the game, but you fell short. Then you come out on Saturday. You even score the first goal. But then ASU comes right back and gets and gets a couple. And listen, uh, if you're gonna sit here and say uh, that the coach is gonna accept this as an excuse. No, I don't think he will. Um, I can. Looking, I think I can speak for him on that. No, he will not accept he that as an excuse. But, but I'm just sitting here as I look at it from an objective standpoint of view. Okay, and, and let me fill uh, the and, other. And, and, and you and I, is, and, no, and you ahead. and I kind of disagreed on this, but um, I think they were gassed by the time they got midway through the second second period, and ASU kept, you know actually did all weekend what we said they didn't do the weekend before. Yeah, and that's the point I was going to make. You being an ASU alum, I'm going to bring up the ASU points because it wasn't like Colorado College was going against some, uh, you know, some peewee team out there. ASU was throwing everything they had at them. Um, they are determined with their uh, 24 home games, of which now they're down to 20. Um, they are determined that they want to win if not all, a majority of them, uh, they feel it's that important. They feel that they can build this home home ice advantage, and and Coach Powers is really, really, really pushing hard towards not letting any of the fans down. I he said that probably a half a dozen times in the last two weeks that we can't let our fans down. They need something to cheer for. They need to be with us every night. Um, I told you that the student section, the pep band, all of that was fantastic. Uh, and that will always be there, in my estimation. I think um, with the hockey climate in Arizona, uh, they may, no matter how well they play, they may have a problem drawing people. Well, um, here, we we noticed a couple of things. There, there was no middle-agers, if you will, really in attendance. It was either older people or students. Um, and that wasn't just me. That was uh, our executive producer, pointed that out to me that when she was watching the game, she was around and she said there, you know, there wasn't many, many 30 to 40 year olds. It was uh -huh. either older or younger. I'm going to say this and it's kind of a, I, I would also say it's, a, it's, it's kind of a byproduct of not being in a conference. Okay. First of all, you have all these schools that owe ASU home games. 
Um, All the Big Ten schools. Well, more for the than, most part. Well, them and more. You most know, of them, I think, have repaid, though. I think it's mostly man, just Big Ten. Whatever. You know, obviously, but we also know that the schedules are made out a few years in advance, or at least tentatively. Um, and, you know, even with college sports prices, it's not cheap. What did that slice no. of pizza cost you? <laughs> 14 bucks for the slice of pizza and yeah. $6 okay. for the bottle of Coke. So with tax, it was around 21 bucks. Okay. I mean, so I, you know, the tickets are bought. It's not like they're not sold. And we're in this culture at sporting events now where people hang out in different places other than their seats. Yeah, that, that, there's no doubt about that. And, and like I said, yeah, I'm not saying there were bad crowds. I'm just saying they're no, no, different no, just, crowds. And the different, client, different crowd, the clientele yes. in Arizona, the hockey climate, like I've been telling you for seven years, is just not like what you see in other places. And uh, Denver won a national championship. They don't sell out uh, Magnus. If you're, if you're going to tell me they do, you're, you're just not telling the truth. They, they sell a lot of tickets, right. but they don't sell it out. So well, to think that Arizona State's going to come in and open up a new building and all of a sudden it's going to be jam-packed full of people, and then you look at the professional hockey climate, what that's done to the hockey climate, it's going to take some time. It, it's not well, listen, They're not just going to open the doors and everybody's going to flood the place. Listen, it's going to take some time to build, and Coach Powers knows that. He knows winning is important, um, not only yes. winning, but putting out an exciting product like scoring goals. He said... You know, not not a lot of people want to come to games and, and don't have anything to cheer for except T.J. Semptonfelter um, making great saves, which, well, by the way, he me, makes me, a ton of them. Let me, uh, yeah, well, let me put it to you this way. We love, you know, our buddy there, Peter Menino, and, and Chris Mayotte, the head coach, and so forth and so on. And we know... John Legit. Let's not forget about John. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and we know as hockey fans, and specifically college hockey fans, that Colorado College is a historic program. Okay. Um, ASU's next home games are against Anchorage. Okay. You probably have some Anchorage people come down. Um, but we can have this discussion, by the way, uh, around Thanksgiving weekend when that other maroon and gold team comes to mullet if every seat in the building is not filled for that series well, it's going to be a shame you know it's going it's going to be a shame you know it's going to be just like no we don't we don't know well, that is, for certain is, well, we're going to hope that way. they are but we don't let's know that for way. certain you know there are games where we know the students aren't going to be there and that might be a couple of them because it's thanksgiving we know that the bc games are new year's eve and and, and the night before so uh, students aren't going to be on campus either but there's enough commuter students that will probably go to those games, right? So, you know, when you're if the opponent matters too. And if you're winning. If you're winning. Yeah, I, I, I think the coach hits it on the head. It's winning and it's providing excitement. There's a reason why they do that. Um, let's, let's use a, for lack of a better term, the, the Carolina Hurricanes – 
celebrations afterwards because they want to salute their fans. They want them to come back. They want them to talk about the experience that they had. And if it ends with a victory and something crazy uh, that they do to celebrate with them, that, that makes them feel good. You know, I can tell you the same thing at Denver. Uh, the guys skate after a sweep and they, they jump off the glass near the fan section and, and they like that. The fans, the fans feel part of the team then. So oh, okay. I like what they're doing on that part of it. I asked, uh, and this is a great time to play this. I'm going to play uh, this little clip from, uh, from Tim Lovell that I uh, had a chance to visit with last night. Uh, I asked him about being at the rink, and I think you're going to like what he had to say about hanging out at uh, Mullet Arena. Let's play that real, right now and come right back. It's no secret. You guys have a lot more home games to go. Yeah. Um, how comfortable are you right now after two weeks here? It's outstanding. I mean, I feel I feel like it's my second home. Um, I'm here every day with uh, Josh Stone, Jackson Niedermeyer, um, uh, Demetrius Kozmanzi. So we're usually us four. We're we're here for a bit. The first day, I think it was uh, when we moved into Mullet, uh, we had I don't know. I think it was practice. I was actually here at like six a.m. just waiting to get on the ice, um, and uh, we actually all ended up going out and. I think I stayed here until I think it was like three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. So it was, you could say, a bit of a rain crap with uh, with those guys. But it's, I mean, you're gonna enjoy it, and uh, it's God, this place is unbelievable. So I, I wouldn't want to play anywhere else. So that's uh, that's Tim Lovell telling me last night about how much he loves that new building and how big a factor it is uh, for him and some other guys. Well, listen, that's your hope, right? If they're not saying that, there's a bigger problem. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, but there, I, there's a difference right. between saying it and going like, yeah, we love this place, and going like, I showed up here at 6 a.m. Oh, I listen, stayed till 3 I, or 4 in the I, afternoon. I, I totally get it. I, I blamed I his professors for not giving him enough homework. Well, that, that makes sense, too. But listen, <laughs> you know, when I was, when I was there, uh, I was at that radio station every second that I could be. If, if, I, uh, I had to drag my rear end to class. Not that I didn't like some of my classes, especially my journalism classes. But I don't want to lead the radio. I wanted to be the radio station 24 hours a day. So I totally understand that. And I'm, yeah, I hear I'm all, you. I'm down with it, you know? Okay, so so let's let's talk about the meaning of this weekend because okay. uh, it's a sweep. I asked Coach Powers the first question that I asked him in last night's press conference was, where does this sweep rank in uh, – as far as Sun Devil history, uh, and he said, oh, it's right up there. Obviously, it's because it's the first one at Mullet. Right. But also, I thought his team may have played as good as they played in three or four years, back-to-back nights. Well, we said it to each other. Uh, I, I think you saw on Friday night, desperation hockey. From, From both, both teams. teams, yep. yep. From both teams. I think you saw desperation hockey. Um Colorado College was trying to come back from the from the losses at St. Lawrence, um, and ASU was trying to rebound from that loss to Colgate. And you know, when you asked me last week who these games were more important for, Colorado College, whether they won or lost this weekend, they always have the NCHC tournament, and they also have a schedule, a conference schedule full of NCHC games. Where if they get hot, right, for uh, two three weeks. Um, they can really make some hay. Right, and ASU does not have that luxury. And if you think it doesn't make a difference, 
even with this crazy weekend and it not being the best of weekends for the NCHC, ASU dropped, j- jumped about 20 spots in the pairwise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I, 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 now, I know I realize it's still October, but if you don't think that winning games, especially against an NCHC team, and when you don't have a conference tournament to play and makes a difference, then, you're, then you don't understand the system. Um, next weekend's game against North Dakota, also very huge. Okay. Um, yeah, good point. Hold on right and, there. Let, let me, let me get this couple of comments from coach powers and then we can, uh, we can elaborate into that a little bit. Cause I've got some things I want to add. Hold on one second here. Okay. Let me uh, get it queued up. So, uh, so it's ready to roll here. Coach, where does this one rank uh, in sweeps in Sun Devil history? Yeah, I mean, it's up there. Obviously, it's it's memorable because it's the first sweep in this building, and it was an emphatic one, and it was it feels good. It was a fun game. We, we did so many things well and so many facets. Special teams was tremendous tonight. Goaltending was tremendous. Uh, we got some freshmen on the board that played really well for us in big moments. It was, a, it was just a great team win. When you look at the score sheet and you see all the different names on there, um, that tells me complete. For yeah. you, we're deep. I mean, we're deep, you know, and, and that was one of the frustrating things in the first, you know, um, three weekends is, is we knew we had more. We knew we knew we had way more, you know, and, and, and there's 13 new kids on this team. So it, it takes time to find some chemistry and, and start to gel and get the confidence. And, and this weekend was big for that. How long do you celebrate this before you uh, start talking about North Dakota? Um, the boys are going to enjoy their Saturday night. You know, that's, that's what we try and preach here is, is earn your Saturday, you know, and, and, and you earn your Saturday by sweeping, uh, not splitting. Um, so, you know, whatever they do, I'm sure they'll behave themselves. But uh, um, I'm going to go home and go to bed. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's how I'm going to enjoy my Saturday night. But um, and then and then tomorrow it's it's turn the page. As soon as we wake up, it's turn the page and get back to work on Monday. You heard it. Uh, they turned the page this morning. As soon as they woke up Sunday morning, turned the page. Uh, Coach Powers did elaborate a little later on in the press conference, Paul. He said uh, uh, they, this being a one-game series, he said it's going to be fun and we're going to enjoy the trip to Vegas. But he said uh, it, it's one game. It's not a two-game series. So if you don't empty the tank in that one game next Saturday night, um, you better check yourself. Well, here's the thing too, right? Uh, I don't care that the game's in Vegas. It's going to be a hostile crowd. It's going to be the biggest crowd they've probably ever played in front of. It might be the biggest crowd in college hockey history. <laughs> okay. Um, it, 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 it is going to be a huge test. And I, and I know North Dakota has not played up to the quote-unquote North Dakota standards. At this point in the season, but you still have the name value. There's still going to be at least fourteen thousand people wearing green and white, not more. Um, How many will be wearing wearing uh, fighting Sioux jerseys? Most of them. <laughs> not hawks. You don't think that hawk jersey is selling like the uh, the fighting Sioux one? Probably not. Good answer. Good answer. Probably not. Um, 
And so it is going to be a really big test for this team. Um, let, let, yeah, I agree I'll with you I'll on sit that. Here, I'll sit here and, and you know, tomorrow I, I give out a 16. And I'll... The not Super 16. This. Come on. Play this thing up. It's a Super 16. It's not just a 16. It's a Super 16 that comes it's a out dartboard tomorrow. right now, but fine, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I have not yet considered putting them in. But if you win that game next weekend, you start encroaching that 16. Yeah, because now, uh, yeah. now I you, agree with you. Now you've gone on the road, and it will be a road game. I don't care that it says neutral site because it's not. Um, you've won a road game in front of a hugely hostile crowd. Um, beat, for lack of a better term, the marquee program of college hockey. One of them, anyway. Oh, nice sidestep there. You okay. sidestepped it so nicely. You just well, saved listen, yourself and myself a whole bunch of emails. Thank you for that. <laughs> listen, there's, the, there's North Dakota, there's Denver, there's BU, there's BC. Um, there's, there's Michigan. Minnesota. That other maroon and gold team. Um, <laughs> nice save. Nice save. Know. Can we just call you TJ Hornstein? You can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, <laughs> that was a great save. I, I think and, it was right leg pad. And you will see, and you know, at that point, when you know, you, you go and you win that game in that atmosphere. Um, that's rank, that's ranking worthy. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? What I feel after two weeks here, all right, I feel like they're going to win that game. I feel it. Uh, they, they played well when they won their first tournament ever in, uh, in, in Vegas. Right. And everybody said, oh, they can't compete. They can't compete with Michigan Tech and, and the schools that they're playing. They're, they're, they're too young. They're not ready. Listen, um, know, I, that, team, that team was good. But and let, me, let me throw two things out there before we end the conversation on this. Okay. Um, there's, there's two differences between this Arizona State team and uh, three differences between this Arizona State team and past Arizona State teams. And I'll go all the way back to Joey Decord and his group with the Pashniks and, and okay. go down that line. Um, they have a goaltender. Paul, they have a top five in the country goaltender. they got to have that. They may have the Richter Award oh, winner when it's all said and done. Let's not crazy. No, what am I getting crazy about? He's let's got can, more can saves. Can we get out of October first? I know. But He's got more saves already <laughs> by almost twice as many as any other goaltender in the country. He's got a 930-plus save percentage. Yeah, I, I he makes that. the big saves. I he comes up big it. when you need him. Sell him. Sell him. I that's your job. He My is, job is. Okay, I just did it. He's a top-five goaltender, and he could be a Richter award winner by the time this is done. My That's what you need. That's grounded. what you need to build your program. And when ASU had success, guess who they build it around for 70 plus games. Yeah, I get a it. guy I, by I, the name of Joey Decord, who by the way, Paul also wore number 35. So if I'm coach powers, I'm going to make every future goaltender that I think is going to be my leader. wear 35. Just, just rub it off. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, um, uh, so I'll say that the second thing that I'll say is they have a leader and you brought this up last year. You said when Demetrius Comanzis, Como, 
when he dropped out with an injury last yeah. year, and it was a bad injury. It was a hip yeah. surgery injury. There's no such thing as a good injury. No, but I mean, it wasn't one where you can come back and play through it. He could not play through it. He needed surgery and spent a whole summer rehabbing right. to, to come back. Demetrius is like a, a man in a mission, and Coach Powers told us that Friday night. He told me that separately a couple different times. Como is a difference maker. Friday night, he scored twice, and he said he was easily our best player on the ice. Let me tell you what. Friday night, you know where Demetrius Comanzi started the game? On the fourth line. You know where he started the game on Saturday night, Paul? On the first line. And not just him. They moved his whole lineup yeah, with I don't, him. Well, to me, that that's just that's, – you have to make a so lineup it, card out. Okay, here it is, though. Here it is. Let me get this back at you again. This is the difference. The Blue Bloods, the good teams, the championship teams have depth where you can alternate one through four, maybe even one through four and a half, and not miss a beat. Like Coach Powers said, we're not going to put a guy in the lineup that's 80 or 90% if we have a guy that's 100%. Because that guy that's 100% can, can, can play better or as well as that guy playing 80 or 90%. That's a luxury, and that's what championship teams have. I told you that when I watched Lindenwood in Minnesota this year. Minnesota had that same thing. They have Logan Cooley starting on the fourth line. Are you kidding me? He's an NHL draft pick. He probably should be in the NHL right now. But anyway, um, so that's another difference. And the third difference is, uh, and I saw this, Paul, over the last three weeks, four weeks, since I saw them in Duluth, I said, Josh Doan has taken a maturity step, a major maturity step. He came up and talked to me in Duluth, and uh, I was just, I almost fell over. I was going like, Josh, this is a change. And now I've watched him for two straight weekends at home. There is no doubt, Paul, that this Arizona State Sun Devil team is led by Josh Doan, a sophomore, I might add. No, we knew this. And, and Coach Powers came out and said, there's a reason he's a captain as a sophomore. He was born for this. He was bred for this. He was led for this. He was experienced for this. But the, you can have all that, but until you decide to take it and go with it and show confidence in it, I saw it a, a couple different times. I saw it in Coldgate where at the end of, a, end of the game, a Coldgate kid fired a shot at the buzzer a TJ who might may or may not have been ready for it. And Josh just stepped up and went right on over there. And if you're a captain that has a team under control, that's what you do. Um, same thing this weekend, Paul. He was, he was all over the ice. He did everything but put the puck in the net. And it wasn't for lack of effort. I've got pictures where he was so close so many times. When he breaks out, you're going to see a really good production. Well, so, the, crazy, the crazy part about it is... And is as I've watched these games, okay, um, that line has been snake bit. Yeah, when they when they come out and actually start I, I putting mean, the puck in the net, look out. I mean, I, I Robert Master Simone's got four goals, and I swear he could have fourteen. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I've seen him with, like I said, I, I mean, just. I, he, he has at least two or three chances a game where he doesn't finish, and he's got four goals in, six, in, in eight games. 
Yeah, and and the same thing and, with Como. Same, if you watch Como on yeah. every shift, and and the other thing with Demetrius is he plays the penalty kill a lot like Robert. He plays the power play second unit, and uh, he was asked the other night about playing the second unit power play. He goes, "Well, we're just comfortable." He said the other guys have a lot of pressure on them. They're the first first line uh, power play. We're the second unit. He said we go out there and, and we're just we're just comfortable and relaxed. Well. They did that all the goes things. to depth. They did all the things this weekend that they didn't do the weekend before, even though they got a split. They shot the puck. They shot it on the net. They crashed the net. They weren't trying to be perfect. And that includes on the power play. All right. Um, but you know what you just described right there? Textbook hockey. Textbook hockey. You know what else you just described? Textbook hockey. By the way, um, That's what I said. you you described championship hockey. That's how you find anyway. championships because you have depth, you have great goaltending, and you got great leadership. And that that leadership that I'm that you're you just described leadership in Josh Doan and getting the guys together to uh, to finish off sweeps, to hit the net, to to go to the front of the net. Sometimes he leads by example. Sometimes he leads with words. Sometimes he just leads with other actions. And I've seen it all for two weeks now. It's a real thing, and it really is making a difference in this program. Well, I mean, you have to have it. Um, they, 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 every line, um, at least to this point, has had their share of opportunities. Um, if you look at, like I said, if you look at the stat sheet, you know, um, it go there's there's three guy three guys, you know, the 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 master Simone Cylinder Dome line is six points apiece. Um, O'Reilly, Kuminzis, Jensen, Ty Jackson with four. You got a whole bunch of guys with three points. They're all averaging about a half a point a game or more. That's depth, my friend. That is I, I depth. I understand that. Well, you know, that is championship depth. Well, we're going to see just how much that championship depth pays off next Saturday. It's not just next Saturday, my friend, because they're going to come back and battle a very good Anchorage team. And then uh, Thanksgiving weekend, they're going to get the Gophers here. And that's going to be a chip on their shoulder because, A, you both, both of us know what the Gophers have done to them in their building. Right, I told you I've never seen a Minnesota team play more aggressive and want it more. They they want to beat Arizona State worse than they want to win a national championship, and that's not even hyperbole. Well, no, that's fact. That's fact. Just look at their. I don't. don't I can respond to that other than that's stupid. But I'll take you you back to uh, to any one of the games you want to watch. You can watch them. You can tell me when have they played harder? Never, uh, never. I'm so that saying. series here is going to be the chance for two things. Minnesota's going to bring it, but they don't have their home ice. And Arizona State's going to bring it with a chip about the size of a boulder well, on so. their shoulders. Let's hope so. I mean, and I oh, guess that, that's fact. Well, I don't. I don't like to presume anything. So that's not um, presuming. That's just factual. What's going to happen? Because you don't think Coach Powers is going to remind them what they did to them to a depleted team. Uh, during COVID, well, and and took advantage of them, depleted. I, I think he'll do that on the way back from Clarkson. 
he'll remind them that week of Gopher Week. He'll remind them well, that uh, this is what these guys did to you or did to, you, did to your teammates. It's, it's payback time, and sometimes payback can be something else. I'm, listen, nobody wants that more than I do. But, so anyway, uh, let's. We spent the first half talking about that. Let's. Uh, uh, I think we got our point across. It's going to be a really, really good game Saturday night in uh, Vegas with at T-Mobile Arena with the University of North Dakota and Arizona State University going head to head. Let's take a quick break. Let's come okay. back and talk about what else happened, including a banner. Excuse me, a banner raising in Denver. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are... Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to the Summer Skate Studios. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Tempe, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, we spent the first half of the show talking about our uh, College Hockey West games of the weekend, right. um, plural, both of them. Um, so I think we got that in. But there were more things going on, including a banner raising and a sweep 
for the Denver Pioneers. Yeah, a, a good weekend for Denver, uh, especially considering where uh, the NCHC was all weekend. Um, they 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 have a they showed prov they showed Providence that no, you can't take penalties against us because that's just giving us giving us goals, and you can't give Denver goals. Um, hope ASU knows that lesson. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, as they raise the banner, um, they win a 3-2 game in overtime. You know, a game Providence scores late to tie it up. Um, but, you know, Providence a quality opponent. But Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Saturday night, guess what? There was divine intervention. Oh, stop it. Oh, my. Just stop it. Um, you know, uh, Denver plays well, right? You get those emotional games. Um, the second night is hard, even at home. Uh, Providence takes him to overtime. But, uh, you know, Denver gets the game winner with about a minute and a half gone. Once with again, divine intervention, we call it. Yeah, you know, let's. We don't want to give any 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 credit to Sean Barron's and Regier Lorenz because you know they actually helped set it up. But let's not give those guys any credit. Um, another game where there were way, and I'm sure that both coaches are way too many trips to the penalty box for both teams, but especially Providence, way too many. You can't take that many penalties on the road, and you can't take that many penalties against Denver. Because, like I said, that that talent and that power play is just lethal. You know, you can't do that. So, so let me ask you this, Paul: um, Is this um, what we're talking about in penalties? Is this a uh, an end result of the players uh, just being a little loose, or is it the uh, the referees calling things tighter? Because everybody's been know. asking me when when's know. the first penalty going to be called for not getting me, getting off the ice fast enough uh, in warmups because know. that's a new rule this year. Yeah, but and that's, that looks that's like the, the same thing. No, no, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, if a, if a referee wants to enforce things by the rule, he could say, "Hey, what are you doing out here? Still, the the horn sounded. You're supposed to be off the ice. We're giving you a two minute penalty to start the game." Well. We know that's already happened, um, but I'll, I'll sit here and, and say, you know, the, the the officiating is. I guess it's their non-conference season too. I, you know, I mean. So, so from what you've seen, though, because I know seen you've a seen a lot, lot of games, I've seen a lot of penalties being called all over the place. Let's okay, just put it that. But, way. but have you seen it as? These are legitimate penalties, or have you thought, ah, they might be ticky tack, or, uh, or because that tells me whether the players just are a little loosey goosey yet. They haven't really settled in and, and done what they need to do to be, uh, to be solid college hockey players. I don't or, know. Um, because I'll give you an example Robert Master Stramoni. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness, tongue tied. Anyway, Robert made a hit on the boards it it was a, a not an aggressive hit it was just a following through on the yeah, play and he got thrown out of the got game a little bit behind the guy and no no it, this is yeah this is where he took the five minute major 
right? And uh, he responded the next night by um, not doing anything anywhere near that, but yet was a factor in the game. So I'm wondering, uh, beginning of the year, what your eyes are telling you. Is it is it just a little bit loosey-goosey on the players, or are these penalties coming because we have uh, whistle-happy officials? It's probably a little bit of both. I, there are some calls that are made that I don't know where the call is. Remember, I don't see all the replays, unfortunately, either. Yeah, neither do I. Okay. Um, with some streams, you get replays, and some you don't. So, um, if, it, if it doesn't happen on the puck, the odds are you're not going to see it. Okay. Um, uh, and the only, the only thing that I can sit here and tell you is when you do see the calls, some of them have been legit. Some of them have been ticky-tack. Um, some of them are human nature makeup calls, and I know we like to make fun of those, but they're a thing whether we like to admit it or not. So I don't know. I, well, I don't sometimes know. they're a thing because that didn't happen uh, in this game, this Saturday night game with Colorado College. Colorado College uh, was on the power play for seven straight minutes to start the oh, second period. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there were no makeups down the road that I saw. Well, I didn't say it happens all the time. It just, it does happen. Yeah. And that's just human nature, like you said. Um Okay, so so Denver raises the banner and they get a sweep, uh, a good sweep, I guess you'd call it, over uh, a, a Providence team that I don't think is as near as good as they've been in the past, but still a solid hockey team. Solid. Um, let's back solid up coach. to Thursday, though. RIT traveled to Air Force. Air Force gets a 3-2 win. Yep. They play again on Friday. RIT gets a 4-2 win. What do we make of Air Force right now, Paul? What, what, uh, what's your I, thoughts on what you've seen and, and heard about Air Force? I think the inconsistency with a team full of juniors, sophomores and juniors, and guys that have experience is probably driving Frank Saratori nuts. Yeah, I would agree with you. Here's my here's my rebuttal kind of to that is that any chance that these guys thought, hey, we gained experience last year, we're older, we should oh, sure. be ready to go, oh, and, are, and are playing with like, you know what? Last year we handled this. It wasn't a problem. We got all the way to the conference championship game. Um, and maybe they're missing the little details. Maybe. You wouldn't think that these guys would be the kind of guys that do that, but it, it's a legitimate thing. But once again, human nature, right? Right. You, last year you were told all year long, you guys are young, you're the youngest team in the country, you, know, you don't have the experience, and you just go out and play a little looser because you – You've been told you're you're not supposed to win essentially, and if you do win, fantastic. And now all of a sudden you come in and the people are saying like, "Oh boy, this team last year made it all the way, and you didn't lose anybody except your goaltender." Which, by the way, <clears throat> that is the deal. biggest understatement in hockey when you say yeah. "except your goaltender." Just ask uh, Arizona State. Just ask um, uh, the guys at Colorado College. Just ask Denver how important it is to have an experienced goaltender coming back. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, just you know, it's a situation where um, their 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 starting goalie was missed a few games because he was hurt, and you know, I, I they've gotten off to a very inconsistent start. 
Um, and I think that's driving the coach nuts. And I, I I'm and, sure and this weekend, Paul, this weekend, they have a crosstown rival very, against Colorado College. Very angry CC team. Oh, yeah. Now, whether or not CC focuses that anger in the right way or not, we're going to find out. Well, let me tell you this. I was told by somebody pretty high up in, at Colorado College that after Friday night, that team was angry. Um, I was told it was another word, but uh, they, they, they were angry um, coming out, and they didn't channel it in the right way. And right. they got the first goal against Arizona State, but then Arizona State slammed them pretty hard the rest of the way. Right. So I think they have to learn. Uh, I'm talking about Colorado College. Right. Now. They have to learn how to channel it for this coming right. weekend because if you think the anger was was bad on Friday after losing 5-3 in an empty netter, um, it, it's going to yeah. be a lot more this week. Yeah, and you're you're playing at home, so to speak. Home and home, yep. Home and home, but you're still you're not leaving anywhere. You're still playing, you know, local. Yeah, you got fifteen minute drive. Yeah. So, <laughs> what does what does Paul Hornstein call that in the morning on the way to school? I can do first that mile. Sleeping. Yeah, that's like the first. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, it's fifteen minute drive roughly from CC to yeah. uh, to Air Force. So, so um, that'll know, be a that. big weekend series. I kind of wish I was there, but obviously you can't miss eighteen thousand screaming fans in Vegas. So, um, I'll have to watch that one from afar, if you will. Yeah. Um, um, so you have that, um, and we'll get to the, well, you know, um, I thought, uh, that, because uh, we want to get to them all that, uh, Lindenwood did not play well, uh, in their first game against uh, AIC on, 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 on Saturday night, uh, a weird game tonight, uh, where AIC, uh, broke a tie, uh, about midway through the third period, or maybe even later, uh, when they had a five-minute major, um, and you know Lindenwood almost killed it. You know it was about three minutes into killing it, but they got a goal. They did get a power play goal and a goal right as the five-minute major ended, um, and that was that. Um, but they're much better on s this afternoon than they were. Uh, on on Saturday night, where they gave up almost sixty shots. Man. Well, Coach Powers uh, asked somebody, or somebody asked him that on Friday night. Um, what do you What are you trying to do for for Saturday? And he said, obviously sweep. And they said, what's it going to take? He goes, well, I'll tell you right now, um, sweeping in college hockey is very very hard to do. Yes. And and there was nothing more evident than this weekend of what you saw oh, in games. Um, you know, the, American the, International, like you said on Saturday, beat Lindenwood five nothing. Sunday though, it's uh, five three. I think there was at least an, one empty netter in that. Well, like uh, it was said, much was, closer. Was late late power play goals and and just after the five minute major ended, with about five minutes to go in the game. So um, you saw Notre Dame and Western Michigan split. You saw. That other maroon and gold team split with the Sioux at home. The other one, Paul, that, that I thought was really interesting is Alaska, Alaska Fairbanks, played Friday night, beat Omaha in overtime 3-2 in Omaha. Right. Then didn't play Saturday, played again on Sunday. Yeah. And today lost, they lost the game 3-2 to two again yeah. in overtime. 
yeah. um, that tells you just how good this uh, Nanooks team is. Well, like I said, I mean they're gonna they're gonna battle no matter you know they're 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 gonna play hard. Um, you know Eric Largen's got them playing very very hard, and uh, you know they did that last year. Um, Vermont, I mean not Vermont, Maine, shut out Quinnipiac yesterday. I mean, wow. I mean, Quinnipiac obviously paid him back today, but, um, you know, you, you go on the road, it's hard to win in college hockey, right? Uh, and even at home, it's hard to win, too. Just ask the uh, the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs who lost two to Wisconsin. Anchorage splits with Northern Michigan in, in, in Marquette. Which, you know, they, by the way, is another tough place to play. Right, they got blasted on Friday. But and part of it is yesterday. just getting to the rink with the 18 feet of snow. Yeah, in October. Well, um, you know, uh, just, I mean, shocking. Wisconsin goes on the road and beats your Bulldogs twice. Twice. Yeah, is, is, are the Bulldogs just weaker or is, uh, I know they play without Kaiser. Uh, Wisconsin who, who has not been very good, but, to, and even without Wyatt Kaiser, you, you, you expect them to at least get one. Not get swept at home. Well, and I'm no. not making excuses by any stretch, no, but, but but I told you they were a they were a little slow starting. Uh, I saw the first couple of weeks, and uh, when you lose Wyatt Kaiser on Friday, and you don't get him Saturday, and then you lose Friday's game, your chances of winning Saturday have have decreased have increased. Uh, the chances of losing Saturday have increased a ton. How about that? Yeah. Well, and and by the way, I kind of liked what they did this weekend with a bunch of these old WCHA teams playing each other. They need to do that more. Um, you had sold out buildings, crazy crowds, um, and, and, and a lot of fun matchups. Um, um, you know, you had, um, even St. Thomas took Penn state to overtime this weekend in one of the games. Um, BC, I mean, um, BU hosting UConn. This weekend, uh, UConn wins on Friday night, loses on Saturday. Um, both teams ranked. Another quality matchup. Uh, Bemidji goes to, to to Michigan Tech. Even I, I don't. I assume that that's a hard trip, even for Bemidji. But you Tech. know better than I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> every every trip to Houghton is yeah, is a yeah track. exactly. And Marquette, yeah. Um, Bemidji gets a win and a tie. Um, uh, so maybe they're a better team than we thought. Well, that certainly helps Arizona, uh, helps Arizona, Arizona State. State. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it helps their um, record as well because they nearly beat them twice. Yeah. It did um, beat them once. You know, um, Miami goes to Canisius, and I know it doesn't sound like much, but remember, the Sioux went there a couple of years ago, got swept. Yeah, and it cost him the NCAA tournament. So it ain't easy to go there and win. And it, once again, you go on the road, right? In a place that you wouldn't normally see, and you go in there and you get a couple of wins. How about this one? UMass put up two touchdowns on the weekend: one on Friday, one on Saturday to beat Union seven-one, seven-nothing, and they got the extra point both times. Yeah, well, UMass is. Obviously, you know, talking with their with their skates and 
and and and showing that uh, they but have they influenced the Super Sixteen? That's well, what everybody they were wants in the poll to know. Last week, everybody wants to know though. Have they influenced and pushed their way to the front? <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I will say, Colorado Avalanche fans are thrilled at the play of uh, one uh, Taylor McCarr, the younger sure brother of Kale McCarr, who sure is a who was a seventh round pick, like the last pick for the Avalanche, and they took a flyer on him, and boy, boy, that could really turn out good. You know, um, um, Can you say late bloomer? Because that's what he is. I just lost the game that I was about to bring up. Oh, yeah, Lowell wins at Northeastern. You know, with that weird hockey East and ECAC scheduling that they do. What about Western and Notre Dame? Explain that well, one they, to me. They split too. I mean, you know, uh, they they re- they reverse shutouts. You know, um, you know, I got to give Western Michigan credit. You know, they're 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 playing better to this point than people pro- than 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 most people thought they would. Including me, you know, going into Notre Dame and getting a split, including a four nothing shutout. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, once again, you know, um, I at least to this point, the NCHC has kind of been up upside down, not necessarily in the standings, but the teams you thought would be. Uh, the, the the teams in the league have been very inconsistent, so it's been a little harder to figure out, and it certainly does jumble up the pairwise. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Okay, let me uh let me kind of round the show out tonight okay. by uh, and again it's it's because I'm here and I saw these team this team play. Two weekends in a row, and I don't think they're getting much love at all. A lot like uh, CC wasn't getting early in the year, but um, TJ Semptonfelter, he's four and four. Right. He's uh, allowed twenty goals. Right. He's made two hundred and seventy-eight saves. Two hundred and seventy-eight. Right. You understand how many I saves do. that is, Paul Ornstein? I do. I do. Goodness. You know, and he's in the gracious. top ten in save percentage. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, you know the 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 the, the um, you know he's he's had games where he's given up four and five goals. Um, those did not turn out well for ASU. Um, he's had a couple of shutouts. A game where he's given up one goal. A couple of games Here's- where he's given up three. Here's the thing, Paul. When things start to even out as the season goes on and they start looking at guys that don't qualify because they haven't played enough, that uh, top 10 is going to change a lot because right now you need to play 33% of your team's total minutes to qualify. Well, Luke Pavisic, uh from, I think I got that right, from UMass, um, has played outstanding. I'm not going to take a thing away from him. But uh, the kid at Merrimack, right. who have they played? The kid at Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, they played a couple of good uh, games, but but they're also undefeated. They've only lost one game out of seven. So I know, understand. And they've been splitting the weekends. So 
and even know, Matthew like... Tyson uh, with the with Minnesota Duluth, um, and uh, and Devin Levi has Devin Levi just tore it up. He's been good, but he hasn't I, been the oh, Devin oh, Levi oh, of oh. the past. One point seven seven goals against average and a nine forty three save percentage is pretty darn. Who has he played, Paul? It, it's still good numbers. Uh, Who has he played? They played Long Island. Providence. They played Vermont. They played Providence. They played BC. Yeah. Who have they played, Paul? Put TJ Semptonfelder played Duluth, Bemidji, Colgate, Colorado College. I'm just pointing out the fact that when you talk about guys that have split their their games with their with with other goalies, you still if you put those numbers together. Hey, I'm not sitting here and saying that they're better than TJ Seftenfelter. But Ludwig Pearson has come back to where he was as a freshman. All right. St. Cloud has split their games. They haven't lost yet. Who have they played, Paul? Wisconsin and Minnesota State and St. Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but still. Wisconsin just went into Duluth and swept them. Yeah, I, I still, I, I'm still riding the bandwagon of one TJ Semptonfelter. It. It's, it's uh, because can we get out of October first. No, we can't. We can't. You got to start early. I hate you got to start no. early. This is about promotion. I don't have to. I this don't is about have promoting to. great no, players. I love TJ. Letting... I, I love TJ okay. Semptonfelter. Okay, here's the thing, Paul. I, I, he might if, play every game if we don't, this year. If we don't talk about the good players, whether it's TJ Semptonfelter or somebody else anywhere in our coverage area, if we don't talk about them, and I'll throw out Maximilian Helgeson in this, he has performed for Alaska Anchorage every single game out. That kid has performed and performed admirably. So uh, people need to understand that you can't wait until January to start looking at guys and go like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Right, you got to start but- looking at the beginning of the right. year. I get because, it, but and, and also look at TJ. Coach Powers told us in the press conference last night that TJ has been hit more than any goaltender already right. that he's guess, ever had. But, that right. he's ever had. Right, but you know me. I, I'm going to hold back. Not because I, I want to. TJ, you, are you listening? TJ, I'll play yeah, it listen, for you. I'll play this I, for I, you on I, Tuesday. You, no, you're missing the, you're missing the point. <laughs> I know. Is I know my biases, and everybody else does too. That listens to us regularly, and I don't want anybody to ever come at me and say I'm wearing maroon and gold glasses. I don't. Oh, want come, that. come on! Everybody in the world knows you are until you put on that white CC Tiger hoodie, which is nice, very nice, by the way. Thank you, Coach <laughs> Mayo. Um, but the fact of the matter is, um. I'm going to push ASU uh, more than anybody, and I'm going to ride them more than anybody. Because, once again, uh, I'm not saying I don't want them to win every game, but they didn't play well against Colgate, and I said it. They played very well this weekend against Colorado College, and I say that too. And and I'm going to tell you the same thing. I look at the players, not who they're playing, and look how they're performing. And uh, the performances that I've seen from two players wearing Sun Devil uniforms right now, um, it, 
Demetrius Comenzis has just been on fire every shift. I've not seen him take a shift off. Uh, I talked to him Friday after the uh, the press conference. He he's a man on a mission, and if you have that going for you, that is great leadership. He's well, also going to teach. He's also going to teach a uh, um, media relations one hundred and one to his freshmen. Just so well, you good. know, he's going to be <laughs> doing that. Way, you, you know as well. You know as well as I do, we have some very dedicated Sioux fans that listen to us. And you better come prepared because I'm telling you, this team that I'm at right now no, is going to be coming what prepared. I'm, what I'm getting at is what I'm about to say is not a reflection of them, but there is a small part of that fan base that only seems to comment when ASU loses. <laughs> that's everywhere in the country when asu wins i don't hear those i don't see anything from those that's guys. everywhere in the country my friend well they they have to, to have to move forward they have the uh, crowning jewel of college hockey in the west in the mullet arena i'll be the first to say it i was a little bit nervous about it uh i like it i think they've done a fantastic job i think the 942 crew and the student section and the pep band have all been fantastic uh, I will take that uh, as long as they continue to do that. They will be uh, very, very successful right here in the desert, despite who plays there this weekend. Um, but Who's anyway. playing there this weekend? Yeah. Um, no. So anyway, um, I got your sweatshirt for that game anyway. I'm sending it News to you to soon. News to me. Yeah. Um, no, you, you saw the sweatshirt. I sent you a picture of it. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, I'll, I'll send that to you. So oh, you can probably I, I thought, display I thought, it. I thought that was Photoshopped. but. Oh, anyway. no, no, no. That's real. <laughs> um, no, and most of those fan bases are located around the Mississippi River. Not too many of them by the Atlantic Ocean, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I respect the green and white crowd a lot. They're very knowledgeable about the game. They're very knowledgeable about the history of the game. Um, they've earned the right to be a little bit egotistical. Um, other schools earned that right 30 years ago and haven't snipped anything since, so I don't know why they're talking so much. But, you know. I love it. All right, so we ran over as always, so always go ahead and take it away and... We'll uh, we'll speak at you again tomorrow night on analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks. College Hockey West live on the Ice Time Hockey West.com network. Brought to you by AT and T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to at and slash wireless for more details. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue. Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury's and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, 
over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Search, subscribe, and review ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of the weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will tell you right now, the College Hockey West game of the week is obviously Saturday night in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, where we'll probably have, if not the most college hockey fans ever inside an arena. I'm not going to talk about the outside games because we know there's been more there. But inside a single arena, this might be history-making with North Dakota and Arizona State doing battle Saturday night, T-Mobile Arena, We'll have it all for you. We'll bring you all the coverage, all the special podcasts, everything. I'll set the uh, the platform for you about midweek, and you can tune into us and keep track of what's going on from uh, this week's game of the week. Well, we'll do it from the basement anyway. So. <laughs> what? Yeah, nothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> Paul's grumbling at me, perch. folks. <laughs> I'll be in my usual perch. I'll talk to you guys later. We'll, we'll say we'll say a little. We'll say a, a great good night. To all the great hockey fans out there and uh, end it tonight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro.